This has made me nuts. (laughs) (laughs) This was a mistake. Hey. Hi. Welcome. What's up? Okay, now I have like a lot more information on my phone. I see like a time thing. You're the host. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wow, I feel so fancy. Also, it just it's, looks like it's just me and Catherine. It doesn't look like anyone else is on I here. I think because our podcast is Martha Ellen Gunn and Josh Cox. I bet if you click on those three little dots, it'll say and Josh That's Cox. Probably it. Um, I can't click on anything, but what you doing, Catherine? Um, I'm looking at emails. Yeah. I should. I should be present. <laughs> <laughs> present you, yeah uh, as in I'm the here. podcast or present as in you know life no i should be present on the podcast <laughs> well we're happy to have you um i'm so jazzed <laughs> you're so, a returning guest <laughs> i know i know I've, i i am so honored to be here <laughs> We're all at least six feet away from each other. Yeah. Nice. I uh, don't believe you guys, but because oh, you're in wait. the same house. Yeah, and it's the house is the house, the is, house is about six weed. feet wide. Anyway. I just said six feet weed. <laughs> <You did. laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, the house is six foot wide. I'm in my room. Josh is in the kitchen. Nice. Uh, yeah, life is life has been interesting lately. Yeah, tell me tell me about your life lately. <laughs> well, um, uh, as um, per doctor's uh, request, Josh and I are under coronavirus virus quarantine. Uh, I got tested two days ago. Uh huh. I have been sim- symptomatic for six days. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we have not left the house. Wow. Are you going crazy? <laughs> Honestly, why did I buy this small house? Um, <laughs> this house is great. How many times have you asked yourself that since you bought it last year? <laughs> uh, you don't want to know. I ask myself daily. <laughs> Um, for the people, uh, listening, the house that I bought is, um, about six foot by six foot. (laughs) By six foot. (laughs) Yeah. It's got three bedrooms and one bath and, uh, it's got a kitchen and a living room. It's the new And the kitchen and the living room. Yeah. The kitchen, the living room, the laundry room. And the dining room are all one room. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Uh, And the one bathroom only works half the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. All right, all right. So we've got our uh, first Alabama coronavirus victim on the the line. (laughs) We had to search far and wide for them. <laughs> um, hey guys, it's Catherine Taylor. Um, thanks for having me on this special news cast. Yes, I am the first coronavirus victim that is um, being recorded at this time. <laughs> I um, we don't we don't know for sure. We cannot confirm that. Yeah. Not yet. Well, fact checking, uh, <laughs> it's not really going to happen. Just take our word for it. Yeah, yeah we'll know by Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you've been symptomatic for a couple of days. Yes. Um, and you got tested. And I heard that the doctors used one of their sp- 10 special tests on you. I feel like that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> yes. So... Also, why do they only have 10 tests? Okay, so... I think, I honestly think that either they just got a small amount of tests, like each doctor, it's a small doctor's uh, office. Yeah. Either they got a small amount of tests that they were like making sure a hundred percent that they were testing them on 
truly symptomatic people. Right. Or they had more tests than the, than they let us know. Mm. Um, so that like they could be sure for sure, for sure. Yeah. Cause they want to test you. They don't want to test Josh. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. And, and it makes sense. I mean, we pulled up in the same car. If one, if I had it, then he definitely has it. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, they. Um, I didn't think that I was going to get tested. I, I made an appointment to see them, and um, because for the past six days, I've been like really struggling to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, like each breath was like, <gasps> like hard hard yeah. to breathe um like really tight chest um and then like just like an ongoing low grade fever mm-hmm. um and so i called them just to let them know just and honestly to see if they would advise me to go get tested mm-hmm. and they're like you should just come in um and so the next day, Josh and I went to uh, the Vestavia testing site. When we got there, they had run out of tests. Oh. So I ended up just going to my doctor in Homewood. And when I pulled up, he was, like, suited up. He had, like, the mask, the, the whole, like quarantine vest thing that's really and, comforting <laughs> yeah well it, went, it was cool that like he came to the car and gave me a doctor's visit instead of me having to go inside because yeah it's pretty smart actually yeah um because like not only so I have an autoimmune disease and I also take an immunosuppressant so even had I gone into the doctor's office while my immune system is down right now, it would have been bad. So anyway, he just came up to my car. I got a, um, a flu test and a strep test that both came back negative. And then they're like, all right, well, we've got 10 tests, you know, you shoot weddings and you're around a lot of people that you can't vet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we think that you're a good candidate for this test. They gave it to me. They gave me hydrocodone cough syrup, which has been really lovely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I got a, uh, a inhaler, which, oh my God, helps so much. Really? Yes. Like before I couldn't take, I couldn't walk to the bathroom without losing my breath. Wow. I couldn't talk without losing my breath. And this inhaler has helped so much. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we aren't allowed to leave the house until I know for sure. That's crazy. So, um, when will they confirm it? Did you say? They said it could take 24 to 48 hours. So, uh, the latest that I'll know is Friday. Okay. Wow. That's crazy. And I mean, like, so as far as like symptoms and everything, like you, I mean, you sound great. And besides, you know, being out of breath and needing the inhaler and stuff, um, what is it? Does it just feel like the flu? So I actually am pretty high right now. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> the cough syrup is working. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's felt like it's really weird. Like it hasn't felt like the flu like I've had muscle aches I've had like the shortness of breath and all that but like it's felt like like if I needed to leave the house and shoot a wedding like I would be able to do it Mm -hmm. but like I would struggle to breathe and Mm. like I can't explain it like interesting it's kind of to me feels like something that I could work through if I needed to, but it's just really hard. Yeah. Do you feel just like extra exhausted? And I've heard that a lot of people have been getting um, pneumonia from it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what, like my lungs feel super heavy and. um, Which is why we went to the doctor because you thought you might have walking pneumonia. Mm -hmm. Right. It feels like, it feels like a possibility of walking pneumonia. Um, 
and if yeah if you don't know what that is it's basically you're you've got pneumonia but you're still able to do stuff you're still able to walk around Mm -hmm. um and yeah interesting I yeah so but the crazy thing is especially what my doctor told me is he said three of the cases in Alabama have been people that got in the car and went and got tested and have not been symptomatic at all. Oh gosh. Yeah. And so that is, and so, and that's like the, the craziest thing is that. Well, why'd they get, why'd they go to get tested? So this is the other sad thing. And that's why Alabama keeps running out of tests is because they are just testing anyone who wants a test. Mm, Yeah. And so, um, I think that that was smart that my doctor was like, first, we're going to roll out these two things before we waste a test on you. Um, And secondly, he's like, where have you been? Like, what have you been doing? And I was like, I shoot weddings. Like there've been like more than 350 people at these events. Like, um, like people come from all over the state and from other places to attend weddings. And um, like, you know, I'm not standing, like, I'm close to these people. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that's the, that's the sad thing is, um, is that so many people aren't even showing symptoms and they have it. So I think that the weird thing about the virus itself is that you can have it and not have symptoms. Mm -hmm. You can have it and have very mild symptoms. You can have it and be like, on your deathbed and like that's the scariest thing is that like with the flu you get the flu and it's like it's the flu mm-hmm. you know you're out for a week uh nobody goes around you because you like clearly have the flu but this is different that is wild yeah like I don't know I I keep going back and forth with this whole thing because first of all like we no one has ever experienced anything like this before like this kind of like massive global thing where like we've had the swine flu and we had what was the last one um SARS or something yeah and all of those like affected the entire world but it's really interesting to see the entire world kind of coming together to try and fight this one thing but I kind of feel like this is a weird one for them to band together with because yes, uh, and I like hear me out, but um, it is bad and it is the sickness, but I feel like swine flu was worse. Like people, like the way it was affecting a lot of people because like you have it and like you don't feel great, but you also thought you had walking pneumonia. So you didn't feel like it was that bad. Whereas swine flu, people were like in bed and couldn't get out of bed, even young people. And I feel like that makes sense as to why this one is kind of they are trying to kind of control the spread because you could pass it on to someone who it will affect like an elderly person. You can pass it on without even knowing it because you might have it and you might not even realize it. But I don't know. It's just weird. I keep going back and forth between this is insane and we should like everyone's panicking for something that isn't that bad yet at the same time. It's not good. Right. I was yeah. Li- yeah. I was listening to um uh Reply All yesterday and they did this live stream um thing where they got people like they just opened their phone lines and so people were calling in from literally all over the world. Um and a lot of people just who are quarantined and can't leave their house like Alabama, we I mean, I'm at work. You know, like I'm I don't interact with a lot of people and if anyone's staying home, it's either like you guys, doctor's orders or it's self quarantining, but, and a lot of the restaurants and everything are closed or doing carryout service, but we, it's not that bad here, but like New York, most places are closed. And I think it's probably more similar to here, but in Paris, that's what I'm trying to get to. Um, they cannot like the entire like they, they can't leave the house. Like no one is allowing them to leave the house. You have to have a specific like document to go walk your dog 
or a specific document to leave the house in order to go to the grocery. Like only one person can leave the house at a time. And on this um, like conference call thing that I was listening to yesterday, um, there was a guy from Paris who was talking about it. There's a guy from, or a girl from London who was talking about how England's been handling it and they're doing herd. uh, What was it? Um, Herd immunity or something. I can't remember exactly what they're calling it but it's basically the opposite where they're like everyone just go ahead and keep living your normal life and whoever gets it'll get it and we'll deal with it when they get it that's terrible <laughs> yeah that's that is so dumb terrible. <laughs> but i mean that's essentially <laughs> what at, um what the u.s has been doing exactly and we're gonna like like they're making turning cruise ships into hospitals yeah and that's that's what is that's what's pissing me off like is that like on the scale of viruses that have happened over the span of our lifetimes like like the severity of the coronavirus like isn't itself like isn't huge but the spread of it yeah it's so contagious yeah it's much more contagious than other viruses yeah right and so like had the u.s like taken these quarantine steps like weeks and weeks ago like we wouldn't be having to turn hospitals and and cruise ships into hospitals yeah and like that that is just so dumb that they're like is they're kind of treating it like the chicken pox like all right well we're just gonna go ahead and put the kids in in the room with the other kids that have the chicken pox so they can go mm-hmm. ahead and get mm-hmm. it well it's like uh okay so then once they get the virus like how are you gonna treat them all at once yeah Great. but i mean it's <laughs> yeah i and this is another thing that i go back and forth on I just have to keep reminding myself, like, first of all, no matter what our political stances are, like, it is humans running a country. And they're humans running all the countries in the world. And they're all dealing with it in different ways. And I don't think any way, one way is good or bad. Like, think about the two girls who got arrested in Italy because they wanted to go into the country. And they said it was an emergency. And then they took a selfie and put it on Instagram and said, we got in the country. And then they got arrested because they came in the country. Like, I think that's a little extreme. Yeah. But I also understand that Italy has the oldest population in the world. So they're really nervous for the elderly population. Right. And that's why their death toll is going to be the highest. But yeah, then our country is a little behind the curve on some things, but they also were like, I I mean, I understand this. Like, you don't want... I feel like people are trying to think of all the scenarios and there's no scenario that is a good scenario because no one wants to lose money from their jobs and everything. And there's a lot of people who are really, like, lucky and and able to work from home. But, like, I share a shop space with a local retail shop that is owned by a husband and wife with two kids. And they can't open the shop not because they're sick, but because their kids' school is closed. So you can't right. have a two-year-old in a retail shop with a three-month-old, and the husband has to work. So the wife has to stay home with the kids, but then they're not making the money that they could make from the shop, and then no one's coming out because everyone's self-quarantining. So it's it's like they don't have the opportunity to stay at home. Musicians and artists, they don't have the opportunity to make money from, like, one of their main resources because people keep canceling shows and it makes sense yet it's not just as easy as just like flipping the switch and just turning everything off and restaurants and bars and like bartenders aren't making any money and waiters and waitresses aren't making any money like the people who are who have you know journalists can still make money and um Graphic designers can still make money and people who can like do their job from their house, like Alabama power, everyone is just working from home. It's just, I've been thinking about this so much lately because I have friends on both sides of the spectrum 
Right. It's like, it's, uh, yeah, I totally, I totally understand. I, um, I think that it's kind of the best scenario from people that work for big corporations Uh and that can work from home and know that even if their job doesn't require, like they can't work from home, um, knowing that the corporation is still like funding Mm -hmm. them. Uh, however, like, for me, I'm a wedding photographer and my next four weddings have canceled and postponed, um, which means that my source of income for the next like several months has completely been cut off. And so, and it's not just um, like, that's another thing is it's not just affecting this two week gap. Like some people who like servers, Yes, these two weeks are going to be really, really tough, but they're going to go back. They're going to go to work and hopefully people get back out there. But people like you and like me too. I mean, thankfully I have enough work to work right now, but I'm not getting any incoming work. So that means in two weeks, I'm not going to have anything to do. So it's going to affect you and for months to come. Right. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. I think, though, the cool thing is, is, well, this is how I've been looking at it, is that, yes, this is hard, and yes, this is affecting a lot of people financially and mentally, um, kind of when, when a lot of people feel insecure and unstable financially, it, it definitely affects them mm-hmm. mentally, mm-hmm. Um, and I can totally relate and struggle to uh, relate with that struggle. Um, But on what I've been trying to do is kind of like flip the script on this and think about like, wow, okay. I have been literally begging for a vacation for months. I haven't taken a break in eight months and like, okay, I've been kind of given a forced break. Mm -hmm. Like, there's not really much I can do outside of my house right now. Um, and yes, I've got some weddings to edit and, um, and to get out there. But what this has really given me is the opportunity to like sit down and get inspired and get creative and think about ways that, um, that I can make money and like, what I'm excited about is like, is that it's kind of like giving me this like pivot to where it's like, okay, like I can't really make money right now shooting weddings, right. obviously, because we're not allowed to have gatherings of more than 10 people. But like with this break, one, what ways can I find to make money, which is simple things like what can I sell? Can I like offer a album sale? I think Riley Moore is doing this really genius thing right now. He, um, he is a musician for those of you guys who don't know that, but he can't tour right Mm -hmm. now. So he is doing this really cool thing that for like 50 bucks, he'll write you a song. He'll spend one hour writing you a song. Um, for 75 bucks, he'll spend three hours writing you a song. <laughs> and for a hundred bucks, he'll write a song until he's a hundred percent happy about it. Like enough that he would put it on a record and you kind of just tell him what you'd want it to be about. And it's like, people are getting really creative yeah. and like, I want a song written about me. That's so awesome. I have 25 bucks, like, you know, <laughs> um, so just like little things like that you can do to get creative and I don't know. And I'm having fun taking the time to learn new skills that I haven't had the time to do, like cook and garden and stuff yeah. like that. So it's a blessing in disguise is, is what I'm boiling it down to. Yeah. I've been thinking about that uh, in a similar way too. One thing that's been kind of interesting um, that I've seen a lot on social media and stuff 
I love the creativity that people are coming up with. And I love the support that people are giving each other. And I love like all these artists who are saying like, you know, these people can't make money right now go support their music, go support their art. And it's really cool to see that community come together. But another side of it is like the mental health community. And that has been something that I've kind of, I I try and be extremely self-aware and I try as I go through my days on a regular basis, be really aware of why I'm reacting to things in the way that I'm reacting, why I like speak the way that I speak. Why did that irritate me in that way? Why did like, am I taking enough time to kind of breathe? Am I giving too much of myself, which is typically a yes. Um, <laughs> but I, and that's come from a lot of years of not focusing on how I'm doing. And so I've yeah. tried to train myself for that to be a regular part of my day. But it's been interesting to see people who use the outside world to cover up looking inwardly. Yes. And the outside world is not a place you can go right now. You know, like there's no place to cover up actually dealing with stuff. And I think that a lot of people are starting to realize that, which I think is a really good thing, but it's a really scary thing too. Um, Yes. And I being a very naturally introverted, very internal processor, I'm really used to looking inwardly, but not a lot of people are. And I'm interested to see what basically putting life on pause for a little while is how it's going to affect people in that way. Yeah, I think that's a really good thought. I never really thought about that, but I'm kind of thinking I've got a friend in my head that I'm thinking about right now that like she never slows Mm -hmm. down. Like she is literally like springs out of bed at 5 a.m. and like goes, 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 goes until midnight. And like she takes like one minute showers. Mm-hmm. And like I'm kind of like now that you're saying that, wondering like what this slowing down will do. And kind of, I know a lot of people operate yeah. that way. They just kind of like they keep going and going. And I, I, have done that too. Like I kind of hit a wall in January where I had been running so hard and not slowing down and just being like, Oh, I had a carbon monoxide leak. No problem. I didn't (laughs) die. Next problem. Oh, my, my, uh, pipes busted and I had to replace all the floors and walls. Like cool. I've cool thing. I had money to pay for it. No problem. (laughs) Like, and like, that's kind of how I've been operating for so long. And then when I took the chance to slow down, I, I kind of had a little come up. Yeah. And, um, I'm so grateful that I've had some awesome like therapist and community that's been helping me Mm -hmm. through that. But now that I'm kind of thinking about the influx of that happening to a lot of people, that is a kind of, scary yeah it's like a scary yet also I don't know I I hope people come out of it better on the other side because it is I'm weird and that kind of thing like looking internally really excites me um yeah because I, I like learning more about myself but not a lot of people do so it's I have this like conflict on internally of I hope this season will enlighten a lot of people but I think that it also could kind of help some it it might encourage some people to spiral a bit yeah well the good news is is that I have been seeing a lot of resources and um I have a lot of therapist mm-hmm. friends that have been offering their therapy via Skype yeah. and via yeah. phone. Yeah. And um, I think that even just like Birmingham as a community, we've all been really coming together. And it's so, so encouraging to see everyone like pull forces together yeah. and help people get through this. And like Pizzeria GM, mm-hmm. 
like they have been making like lunches free lunches for kids oh wow for like two weeks and um and what is that noise yeah Catherine, what you doing oh i was you were coming toward the back bedroom so i was covering up the microphone so it didn't make a double noise yeah it's i've been sitting in the guest room it's not oh we're right next to each other yeah do you want to put our hands to the wall? <laughs> no. I bet her hands on the wall. <laughs> it is. Yeah, so, so is mine. <laughs> you know, mine is too. <laughs> oh, we're in this together. That's, that's something that I did want to say is like, even though we are, for the most part, physically separated, technology is amazing. Yeah. And like, yeah. nobody should be going through this by themselves. Yeah. Especially if they like are feeling like they or could have the I don't know potential to spiral. Yeah. Like you, there's you're still surrounded by people who love you and are easy to access. Yeah, and yeah. like this is such a good time to check in on your friends. Like Kyle Humphrey, he just called me this morning. He's like, "Hey, I just want to check in. How are you doing?" <laughs> I was Aww. like, "That's, That's so awesome. sweet." And like, yeah. I've been trying to text a couple of my friends that I don't talk to quite as frequently or that I depend on running into on a regular basis and mm-hmm. that I I don't have to think so much about, like, checking in on them because I know I'll see them yeah. later or I'll run into them at a coffee shop or something. But just to be a little bit more yeah. mindful of those in your life that you really do care about. I think that this is, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's, a, really, it's a really interesting time um, to, yeah. like be mindful of yourself of your physical and your mental well-being and then to be mindful of those that you love and i think it's also at an interesting time too because of like i don't know i feel like our country has been so on edge for so long politically and everything and I feel like this is a time where we're all having to kind of like focus on like a micro scale, you know, like, I don't know. We, we're so focused on pointing fingers at someone and they should be doing something else and they should be doing something better. And obviously like all of this definitely connects with that. But mm-hmm. I think, separating ourselves for a time being and not going down those dark holes and feeding off other people's negative energy as well as positive energy is a really interesting thing. I don't know. I'm just like rambling and all these thoughts are like coming into my head at the same time as I'm sitting in a giant room by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Martha Ellen, what if you could think of three things that, that you could I was thinking about this earlier and I asked Josh as well I was just like what what are three things that I could do to make things easier for the people I love um, and for my community and I haven't really like come up with a good idea but I was maybe we could workshop that right now like three things that each of us could do to just to make this time easier for everyone. I think my head keeps on going to um, like families with kids that are at home and spouses that are at home working. And I'm just like, what could like, how could I make things easier? It's like, I want to offer to help with childcare or which I can't do or like send them like a casserole dish, which I can't do, but like, I'm trying to think of ways that I, that I could. Well, I mean, along the food lines, there's a bunch of restaurants and stuff that are offering, um, like curbside pickup. And there's also a lot of places that are doing delivery when they typically wouldn't do delivery. And so obviously I feel like meals are the easiest thing to do, especially with families that have kids and, you know, that's also a fairly easy thing to do to get several people to chip in. Um, right. But, and that's also when you can't go to the grocery and stuff and you can still, it's like a double whammy. You can still support local people 
um, and get yeah. give someone good food. But yeah, I don't know. I just as far as keeping the kids occupied, I don't know <laughs> what to do on that front. But I do think about it a lot because I know that there are a lot of parents that, I mean, Caitlin, like that was one person that I I see regularly and yes she has two kids and yes she has she you know she's fully aware of what she's she has two children she needs to take care of two children but she also works and she's used to one of those kids who's a two-year-old being at school and so for parents who work who are having to work at home and who are also having to focus on their kids I don't know, because I would, if it were any other thing, I'd offer to, you know, babysit and help them. But the contact yeah. is not necessarily encouraged at the time, at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that one thing that we could do or anyone could do is just kind of call in a gift mm-hmm. card or, or like maybe call into a restaurant and be like, hey, here's my credit card number. Would you deliver this food over to this mm-hmm. address? Or even with small businesses, like, um, you know, so-and-so's on my mind. I'm going to get a gift card from I like uh, uh, Dreamers. Yeah. Or... Domestique is doing, like, a Founders card. Oh, I saw that. Oh, cool. Explain that a bit. You buy the card. I think it's, like, 100 bucks, And it... I'm actually looking it up. I don't remember what all I had with it. But it had like a ton of, yeah, it's a hundred bucks and then you'll get free batch brew for a month, um, 15% off all purchases for the rest of the year, 10% off all purchases for life. You'll get a ticket to Founders Day. Mm-hmm. Free. That's too cheap. A hundred bucks for all that. Free digital products for life, early access notification for all special events. Huh. So it's like. Even just the free batch brew, brew for a month, like yeah, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, right. it's like what three fifty for a sixteen ounce. Yeah, yeah. do that and every day, and you already paid for it. Yeah, right. That's awesome. Um, I think that. Yeah, I I think it's cool that the local gyms have been recording mm-hmm. like body weight mm-hmm. workouts. Um, that's awesome. I think that, I think that like realizing that like, we're not actually bound to like the confines of our house. Like we can still go on walks. We can still like get outside and garden and mow the lawn and like get fresh air. I think a lot of people are like kind of forgetting that like they can go outside. Um, and I think that getting like vitamin D and fresh air is really important yeah. right now too. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a special ed teacher and she was talking about how she was thinking about all her students that are going to be stuck at home and that she needs to like create these packets and stuff for them. And I guess this is one way that we could help parents out if needed is put together like, like digital coloring sheets or uh, like little games or something. And that's something that we could like, email out to parents and they could print yeah, cool. um, at their house. Or I know that this specific teacher was going to, she was like, I'm going to like record myself reading books and That's then awesome. like yeah. they could, you know, go click on that or I'll FaceTime with all of them or something like that, where she's just sitting there reading books to them so that it's not That's exactly sweet. the same as like just sticking them in front of a YouTube video Mm-hmm. Right, because um, it's their actual yeah, teacher that yeah. they're used to hearing and seeing. I think it's cool. I think after this podcast, I'm going to sit down and and map out a lot of different resources. See what kind of resources mm-hmm. I could pull for, because in my community, I've got a, a ton of a ton of people that are working from home for the first yeah. time or trying to work with home with kids for the first time. And I've been working from home for six years and like my battle is like, is kind of navigating that. And it is, I think working from home is a lot harder than 
than going into like a building every mm-hmm. day I agree. and clocking in and clocking out. So um, kind of like today I put on Instagram just like how I make a block schedule mm-hmm. and how um, I think just helping people like even though we are at home, like being on a schedule is actually really helpful so that we don't get down in the dumps and anxious and kind of stuck in our heads. I think that's going to be the hardest thing. It's a crazy, crazy time. And it's, it's so interesting to think like, I don't know. It's, it's not one of those things where it's like, listen to what happened in my city. It's like, Every single person is going through the same exact thing at the same exact time. Some people have it on yeah. a more extreme scale than others. But the, I, I, the, the entire world's dealing with the same thing. And yeah. I, it just keeps, like, I keep remembering that. And it, it keeps, like, blowing my mind a little bit. How we are all, like, united in a catastrophe. Yet everyone's doing something something as much as they can to keep it at bay. And I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting. And it it kind of, it shows me that we can work together and put aside a lot of our differences. But also there's like the conspiracy portion of my brain. That's like, wow, this is how we would react under martial law. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you. He was like, y'all remember my name. Ain't you spelled it right? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> his, name is, his name is Antoine, but it's spelled Antiwan. Oh, okay. He, he, he gives me a good deal. Well, that's a good, this is a good example. He, um, the grass, yard man came and knocked on my door today and was like, hey, like, can I cut your grass? And I was like, I kind of like took a deep breath and was like, oh, and he was like, I really, really need mm. the money. Like um, all my kids are at home from work. Uh, I mean, from school. Um, like, and I didn't hesitate. I was like, I know Josh wanted to mow the lawn just to get out of the house and do something. But like, I don't know what it's like to yeah. have kids at home from school. And I don't know what it's like to like, you know, have that financial burden to support yeah. kids yeah. either. Um, and so just like small things like that, that I'm trying to be mindful of is like, no, I don't have a ton of money. Yes. Four of my weddings just canceled and postponed. Um, but like, you know, I did go and stock up yeah. on food and I shouldn't have to go to the grocery store for a month. Um, so like, what can I do? So, uh, mistakes. Oh man. Oh God. Let's, we'll say like, uh, I don't know, going out in public (laughs) and rubbing bodies with people. Um, yeah, that's a, that could be a mistake right now. I went to New York last weekend or the weekend before. (laughs) Martha. What the hell it was are before, you thinking? Before everything was shut down, I literally. Well, okay. For, I also drove. Um, uh, <laughs> what, what were you thinking? Yeah, that's a long it was drive. Out. Is that 12 hours. Oh, for, no. It really, me. it really wasn't that bad. Hours. I first of all, I love road trips. I love it. Did you wear no. a diaper? <laughs> there are plenty <laughs> of gas stations along that route <laughs> in major cities. Uh, um. But I went with uh, Melissa Jane, who's my roommate, um, and who was on the last episode. Um, but we had been planning to go for a while, and we just went ahead and uh, none of this was happening. And New York went crazy literally the week after. Um, but it was really funny because there was uh, we were in a coffee shop, and um, we're standing in line to like get our order. And the person in front of us, um, the coffee shop had this sign sitting out on the counter and it said, um, we're so sorry. We're not taking any personal cups right now. And they had all the tops and the milk behind the counter. Um, Mm -hmm. and the lady in front of us is like, wait, what does this mean? Like, you're not taking people's personal cups right now. And the girl behind the counter 
could care less about her life and ours. Um, and she was like, yeah, I don't know. I just got an email about it. And the lady was like, wait, so you're telling me that they don't care about the environment anymore? <laughs> the girl goes, I don't know. They just told me to put this sign out. There's some flu or something going around. And Melissa and I look at each other and watch this whole interaction. And we're like, yeah, the coronavirus. <laughs> some <laughs> flus going around <laughs> it was just like the weirdest thing and I was like I mean obviously like it wasn't like less than five days later is when a travel was banned and all that kind of stuff but um it was just interesting to see how little people knew about what was actually happening yeah but is that their fault or the government's fault for not educating? Um, well, I mean, they have a phone. Yeah. I get like notifications of news and stuff, and I decided to do that. So I think that it's yeah. If I knew the coronavirus was happening, and I knew the reason that the tops weren't sitting out on the counter is probably because of germs, then both of those women who were fully capable, they weren't even like one of them was like right, probably forty. Like, there's no excuse, I feel like. Yeah. So was your mistake is that you knew about the coronavirus and you went to a major city and rubbed your personal cup? Not only a major city, everywhere. but the, like, the most populated in a, the smallest area city. So what you're trying to say is that you went to Chinatown. I did go to Chinatown. And took your personal you took your personal cup. I did on every, every single that, surface. Say- and you know what? I'm Corona free. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? I have no idea. How many days ago uh, was that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, you're probably good. So. If you're gonna show symptoms, you'd start showing them. Yeah. Better. Uh, let's talk about that. Like, what are what are some of the symptoms that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel that little tickle in your throat? I mean, I feel like allergies <laughs> I'm too. <just> <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think that the the symptoms are are different for everybody, but I think the main ones are um, fever and shortness of yeah. breath. And I think that that is the doctor was like uh, like definitely not giving anyone a test with who doesn't have a fever and kind of, I kind of wish they would take people's temperature or maybe they do. I'm not sure. Um, is taking people's temperature at, uh, in Mm. the drive throughs. Um, they might, I hope they do because if someone doesn't have a fever, then they might be wasting their test on for someone who needs it. Yeah. They just limited the number of tests to 500 a day in the drive-thrus in Alabama. So, and what I've also been reading is, um, do you know what the Ava bracelet yeah, is? Yeah, go ahead and explain it, though. So the Ava bracelet is a kind of like a, it's an ovulation mm-hmm. monitor that women can wear at nighttime, if either if they're trying to get pregnant and um, or if people can use it as a form of birth control, but basically you wear it at nighttime and it, it kind of regulates, not regulates, it monitors your body temperature, your breathing, um, and your heart rate and does a math equation and starts to figure out like when you're ovulating or, and stuff like that. But Ava is now giving this, like opening up their bracelets for research for the coronavirus because they feel like that is a perfect way for people to monitor Mm. their body temperature throughout the day because what is symptomatic of the coronavirus is kind of like spikes in up and down fevers throughout the day. It's not like a full fever all day long. And sometimes it's just like you're having a spike in your body temperature, a low grade fever that's kind of going up and down, which is what I've been experiencing. Um, like I'll feel fine and then like I'll get the chills and Mm. I'll have a fever or I will like 
like have to rip all my clothes off because I'm getting hot. And again, I don't know if I have the coronavirus. I have all like the symptoms of it. Um, But um, I think that that's a cool thing that they're doing is that I think there's a code that you can do to get like a hundred dollars off the bracelet to um, so that people can, if you do have the coronavirus, like use that to help them monitor Mm. what it looks like and what um, the fever looks like. And yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. What a crazy time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, um, Martha, what have you been doing with your free time? Like when you aren't working, um, (laughs) what, (laughs) what, what are you doing? Honestly, um, I feel like yesterday afternoon was the first time that I actually had free time. Yeah. So I didn't really know what to do with myself. (laughs) Um, because I don't know, because of my business and because of what the way my life is, I don't, I can work as much as I want. And this is actually just giving me time to catch up on work. Cause I feel like I've been kind of consistently like a week and a half behind my ideal schedule. So I'm taking this time to actually just get to a point where I feel like I'm mentally in a good spot with my business stuff. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I free time. I'm not very good at free time. If I have any, then I just watch TV. <laughs> Yeah, That's good. yeah, you need that. I feel like that you're, you're kind of when I think about someone who, um, likes to live a fast paced life, like, which I is interesting because I've I've never really thought of myself that way. But then now that a lot of the things that I typically would do on a regular basis are are not available, like I might go grab dinner with someone, or I might go to a brewery or something like that, and I can't do any of that right now because they're not open. Right. You like to do a lot of stuff outside mm. of the house. You like to be Yeah, which is, people. again, something that I never really thought because I really love my alone time. And I take about one day a week and I don't talk to people. And that's typically my Sunday. Yeah. I literally will not look at my phone, answer my phone. I might not say words that whole day. Um, and that's like my refresh yeah. time. But I'm a very extroverted introvert so I really I don't know I've, I I feel like I've kind of jumped into this community in the last couple of years that is a lot more fulfilling than any community I've ever had and I really mm-hmm. love spending time with people so and a lot of the people that I've been around lately have the same mentality. So I've taken a lot of advantage of that, but I think that kind of going back to what we were talking about before. And also because when I work, I work by myself all day long. Like I'm sitting in a room by myself. I might have a little bit of interaction, but I'm pretty much just alone. So then I want to be around human interaction for a couple hours in the afternoon. But I don't know. I have some art projects that I haven't been working on that are halfway finished that I would really like to complete during this season. But to me, that's still, I I feel that falls in line with my work because I kind of feel like every single day I'm working on a project and I I thoroughly enjoy what I do. Like it doesn't feel like working to me. I love, I love what I'm doing right now. So I'm, completely content with working more because to me it doesn't feel like work yeah I love that Josh what are you doing with your free time um that's a good question cooking mm-hmm. yeah looked like you made an, a nice little bread the other day oh yeah made a little sweet bread may been making some Trying to trying to perfect a, an Irish soda bread. Oh, interesting. It's uh, it doesn't need proving time, mm-hmm. so it's a super quick bread to to make. Huh. Minimal ingredients. 
Nice. If you ever yeah. need a taste tester, let me know once that corona's gone. <laughs> I will. Is there anything that you've wanted to like learn more about or like a skill you've wanted to grow that you haven't really like had the time? Because like Martha, Josh, uh, Josh has like three jobs <laughs> and like four side gigs and a really needy girlfriend. Um, so spread a little I don't thin. feel like that he, uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that Josh is someone that's always spread a little thin. So I'm just like curious. We haven't really talked about this. So that I'm using Martha <laughs> Allen as a tool. You're welcome. Um, but like how, ha- <laughs> thank you. Um, how has this like, kind of forced rest kind of been on you I think it's I think it's been good yeah. yeah it's been nice to just have more time to to rest it's weird to slow down when you're not used to slowing down it's almost like it you is. don't you literally don't know what to do and I've always been that way like I'm not good at slowing down I always find another project to do like Okay, for example, uh, over the weekend, I redid my filing system. (laughs) (laughs) I got some new file boxes, and then I was like, oh, great, I get to start thinking about doing my taxes now. (laughs) They just uh, postponed the the date. Oh, yes, because I am not ready. Maybe that's what I'll do in my free time. I need to start um, itemizing my receipts. <laughs> oh my god, that is that is so incredibly yeah. good to hear. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I wasn't sure if I would have uh, would would have money to pay mm. the tax man. Yeah. That this is, is one good thing. Stuff. God, okay. like people don't think about this when tax season comes around for people who are self employed. It is like a nightmare it is lots of scary lots of and you try and deduct as much stuff as you can and you try and like take advantage of every single thing that you possibly can but you still always owe so much money yeah it's because um self-employed people do we have to pay employer and employee taxes so depending on what bracket you're in you have to pay a third of your earnings yeah. And it's just something that like, I know that anytime I get paid that I should be splitting yeah. that money up, like 30% should go in a savings account for taxes. And, and it's just like, like, it's like life just, it's not, that it's not at all. And like, I, I had something in, last year <laughs> that it like with my house, the, and something happened with my house that cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And then because of that, out of stress, I was cracking my mm-hmm. teeth at night, which then cost thousands and thousands of dollars. It wiped my savings. And so it's like, uh, life happens. And this time of year is just tough for, for self-employed people because like, like the reality of us getting a, like money back is very slim. And so, especially depending on if you pay quarterly or not, which you should be paying quarterly, but I, but life happens. And so I wasn't able to pay this quarter's taxes and, that's just kind of something that is just kind of yeah. starts to add up. So, man. Well, we got 90 more days. Thank yeah. God. Start penny pension. Thank. Thank. <laughs> well, I'm not leaving the house. So that will be hard. <laughs> <laughs> For the whole quarter. God. Uh, really? I mean, now that it's out there, like, are they trying to find like a cure for it like a boost like those types of things because I'm just thinking about all the old people and if it's as fast like reacting and spreading as you know it's proven to be like 
what's to stop them from getting it ever? They're they're starting to test uh, possible vaccines like okay. this week or next. I think in Seattle or San okay. Francisco. Yes, they already started testing them this week. Um, I think they've tested it on 40 oh, wow. people. Um, and just 40 random people that um, signed up, signed up to yeah. do it. Um, and so that's awesome. I know there's someone at UAB who is right like on the verge of kind of creating the vaccine. So that's good. Um, it's scary, um, but like there's some smart people out there and we have amazing community and like if anything this is making us so much stronger and um just showing like the love and the support that we all have for each other i mean i think it's a really beautiful thing i agree and i saw somebody posted yesterday saying that uh the gas companies water companies they're all like allowing for people to if you call them or if you like talk to them online in some way they're allowing for people to Mm. postpone payments um same with uh power company like you can defer payments or set up payment plans um and they're like discontinuing shutoffs wow Uh, that's awesome yeah the obviously congress uh they're working on like a a way to pay people who are yeah. in need right now because there are a lot of people who are stuck at home that yeah don't have an option to make money outside of like going to yeah. their job so that there's there's plans for that will hopefully get passed in the next day or so that will really help a lot of people out that need it yeah because yeah. i mean yeah i think it all goes back to the mental health stuff like finances it's a huge impact the, yeah probably the biggest yeah. on your mental health yeah i think what when i get off the podcast i'm gonna start making a list of resources and stuff that like i don't know maybe i'll put it on a blog or wait y'all have a website Do we don't have, have either no? have okay <laughs> we have an instagram um, okay we'll figure out we'll figure out where to post it um but just like resources for yeah. families with kids, resources for if you're low on cash, resources for if you're bored, resources for like um, like new skills you can try. And like Adobe is offering Creative Cloud for free for 60 days. Like Josh like hasn't been able to ever like purchase uh-huh. anything like that. So we've, he's been making all these posters and all of his graphics on an iPhone app for so long. And so now he can yeah. make some art for free. And so th- I think there's a tons and tons and tons of resources. It'd be cool that like if we had an area where people could go to where we were like updating the resources. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned, people. Stay tuned. <laughs> But I think also, just a tip for everybody, is a schedule mm-hmm. a FaceTime with a group of friends. Or, like, don't, even though you can't see people, don't miss out on your opportunities to check in with people and have conversation. Because even this amount of time that I've been chatting with you all yeah. has been really great. I know. I feel like that's one thing that we need to all remember is like, just because we're quarantined doesn't mean that we can't have human interaction. And just because we're trying to keep everyone safe and healthy doesn't mean that we should like sacrifice our own mental health and well-being. And there's so many resources. Like we were talking about earlier, like a lot of counselors are offering, you know, Skype sessions and phone calls and all those types of things just to know like just because you're physically not interacting with people doesn't mean that you are alone. Right. Yeah. 
And everyone's going yeah. through this together yeah. at the same yeah. time. So that's another thing to realize is like, no exactly. one's alone in this. Everyone's feeling anxious, scared, depressed. Um, but what we can't do is let anxiety and fear and depression like rule take yeah. rule over it because like what what we feed our ourselves what we feed our our minds kind of fuels us and so what we've stopped doing is we stopped listening to the news mm-hmm. we've stopped like scrolling on um Instagram and Facebook um those were giving me a lot of anxiety and so we just cut it out and I've just been reading books and listening to records and um, like watching cooking classes and like, I feel so Mm -hmm, much mm -hmm. better. And so I think really focusing on what you're fueling your mind um, with right now is super important. Um, And this is not just a lesson that we need to learn for, right now in this pandemic but a yeah. life lesson I agree yeah okay. check our Instagram for some of these ideas that we'll try and put together um, Catherine yeah. thank you for this surprise you know uh, guest spot <laughs> um, and uh, thanks for dealing with our um, attempt to record remotely for the first time yeah, yeah I, I kind of like it. I think that we'll see yeah, how it sounds. Me too. <laughs> love you. All right, I love y'all. Stay, stay safe. Hey, and healthy. Yeah. yeah. Also, get better and don't don't get too high. Oh, let me have my cough syrup. Okay, you and let me have my cough syrup okay? <laughs> in peace. It's the one thing that's keeping me sane right now. <laughs> Make it last. <laughs> You're just jealous I that you am. can't come and get some. I am. <laughs> I've had that coaster before. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice. It just it makes me itch, but it it, it it's obviously a word of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's good. This is a mistake. Martha Allen, just don't laugh. <laughs> that's not possible I know I'm just or take kidding. your headphones off and like put them on the other side of the room and then laugh yeah if you have to laugh just pull the microphone away from you <laughs> <laughs>